Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Wake Up for Thursday, September 3rd, 2020. Here is the latest from Hollywood, the media biz and social platforms with Harry and Meghan setting up shop in Hollywood, a return date for The Mandalorian, a bunch of casting news and a multi-billion dollar bid in the cable business. Busy day. Uh, All brought to you by the freshest Colombian coffee you can get, Devotion Coffee. And Netflix dropped a couple of new trailers. The first is for a four-part documentary called The Challenger, The Final Flight, which counts J.J. Abrams as an executive producer and looks back at the tragic space shuttle explosion in 1986. And the second goes in a very different direction. It's the uh, film for The Boys in the Band. That's from producer Ryan Murphy and is based on the late 60s play and the film from 1970. This version stars Jim Parsons, Matt Bomer, Andrew Reynolds, and a bunch of other folks. Links to both are in the episode notes. And now over to Hollywood. where Harry and Meghan are setting up shop at Netflix. Hope you were sitting down for that. Uh, The Sussex couple has set up a multi-year production deal for basically any video genre you can think of, according to the New York Times. No price was revealed, uh, nor any executive to lead up the company, which also does not have a name. Well, that certainly clears things up. Disney Plus made a couple of noteworthy announcements. They set October 30th as the premiere date for season two of The Mandalorian, almost one year from the launch of season one, and well, Disney Plus in general. Uh, No word on how many episodes will be added on the premiere date. And secondly, Mulan will now be added for all Disney Plus subscribers for no additional fee starting on December 4th. So you can pay the 30 bucks starting tomorrow through November 2nd to watch it as many times as you want before December 4th, or just wait until that date to watch it as many times as you want without paying the 30 bucks. Over at the Amazon Prime, they picked up an action comedy movie project with Aquafina and Jumanji's Karen Gillan set to star called Shelley. Episodic TV director Jude Wang is attached to direct, although she recently finished her first film over at Netflix. This one's about a hit woman played by Aquafina who's hired to kill her old high school tormentor played by Gillan, who soon befriends Aquafina's character before they're both targeted by another hit crew. Man, high school never ends. Over on the TV, the Paramount Network has canceled Whiskey 68 after just one season. While it premiered to over 2 million viewers, it sounds like it didn't hold on to many of them, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Although having a few non-COVID-friendly aspects of the series, like shooting in LA, and requiring many background actors also played a role. However, this now leaves Yellowstone as Paramount Network's only current scripted series. And now a bunch of casting news to dive into. And let's start off with Paul Thomas Anderson, who announced that in addition to Bradley Cooper and Benny Safdie, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son Cooper has been cast as what sounds like the main protagonist in the 1970s San Fernando Valley set movie at MGM. Singer Alana Haim from the band, uh, well, Haim, has also been cast in a role, according to Deadline. And it looks like Jamie Foxx is definitely enjoying his Netflix experience signing on to another movie. This one is a sci-fi government conspiracy thriller with uh, some comedic overtones called They Cloned Tyrone. John Boyega is already attached and Tayona Paris, who stars in the upcoming Candyman movie, has also signed on to round out the lead trio. Creed 2 writer Jewel Taylor is directing the film, produced by Charles King's company, Macro, all according to Deadline. And the CBS All Access series Star Trek Discovery has added the first non-binary and transgender characters in the franchise, casting Blue Del Barrio and Ian Alexander, respectively. 
And in I Guess This Is Casting News, ABC announced the celebrities for the new season of Dancing with the Stars in a Mask, including Carol Baskin. Well, that should finally help Tiger King find an audience. Joining Carol will be Nelly, figure skater Johnny Weir, the edgiest Backstreet Boy, AJ McLean. Yeah, that's right, edgier than Nick. And former New York Nick, Charles Oakley, who this just in has already been voted off the show. <laughs> Sorry, Charles. Uh, the show premieres on Monday, September 14th with Tyra Banks as the host. In our other favorite reality competition show that we just can't escape, uh, the three moderators for the presidential debates have been set. Chris Wallace from Fox News, Kristen Welker from NBC News, and Steve Scully from C-SPAN. The VP debate will be moderated by USA Today's Susan Page, and uh, Chris Wallace will handle the first presidential debate on September 29th. Oh, and uh, Marie Osmond has left the talk after one season, according to Deadline. But uh, that's about all there is to know about that one. Next up, a trio of new genres from the socials, the media biz, and the talent agency world. With layoffs at UTA, additional details on that new upstart management company put together by Peter Maselli, a new election week policy at Facebook, and a get well soon going out to The Rock. Plus, today's pop quiz. What was Paul Thomas Anderson's most successful film at the box office, not adjusted for inflation? And outside of Hard Eight, which was his lowest grossing movie? The answer after a coffee break with Devotion Coffee. So as you should already know by now, Devotion gives you the freshest Colombian coffee experience you can get. I mean, who else FedExes coffee beans on a weekly basis from Columbia to Williamsburg, Brooklyn? Freshly roasting their beans so the coffee in your cup could have been in Colombia as little as 10 days ago. But what I also love is their subscription program. You can pick as many bags of coffee as you want and whatever varietals you like. Devotion features beans from many regions of Colombia, all with different tastes and flavors. All you gotta do is tell them how often do you want the beans based on your coffee drinking preferences. Every week, every month, I'm more of a two-week kind of guy myself, and you can adjust that at any time. Just get started at Devocion.com. That's D-E-V-O-C-I-O-N.com. They give you free shipping on orders 50 bucks or more, and enter the code WAKEUP at checkout and get 20% off your first order. Which, if you're a coffee drinker, it's worth it just to see what truly fresh coffee tastes like. So go to Devocion.com, enter the code WAKEUP at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That website link and promo code are both down in the episode notes. Right next to the links to the the trailers. And now the answer to today's pop quiz. Paul Thomas Anderson had his greatest box office success with There Will Be Blood, which took in $76 million back in 2007. That's about $30 million more than his second highest film, Magnolia. As for his least successful film at the box office, that would be Inherent Vice, which took in $14 million. Now, over to the media biz, the social platforms, and the agency world. Talent agency UTA announced that they're laying off 50 employees. That's a mix of agents and assistants, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Some of the layoffs are coming from the 170 employees who were furloughed back in the spring, and the layoffs are said to have cut across all departments. And those who were not laid off but are still on furlough will still be on furlough, with no return date in sight. However, UTA did announce that they're restoring full pay for all employees uh, that are still there after cutting pay by a scaling percentage back in the spring as well. The new upstart management and personal branding company, I think is what they're calling that, uh, spearheaded by Peter Maselli with agents from CAA, WME, and UTA joining as partners. 
now has a name, Range Media Partners. Huh, good as any, I guess. Their additional funding sources have also been revealed, according to The Hollywood Reporter. In addition to Wall Street mogul and Trump aficionado Steve Cohen, former Microsoft CMO Micah Matthews, former Knicks coach David Fisdale, and Grubhub founder Matt Maloney are all putting in financing, although a total was not revealed. The company's also going to add a head of music in the near future as well. No official clients have been listed, but Taron Edgerton, Kira Knightley, and Michael Fassbender are said to have left CAA to join. And Michael Shannon's manager, Byron Wetzel, has also joined the company out of New York. Apparently, all launch employees will get equity in the company, including assistants, or as they're calling them, associates. The fifth largest U.S. cable company, that'd be New York's Altice, formerly known as Cablevision, has made a $7.8 billion all-cash offer to buy Kojiko. I think that's how you pronounce that, uh, who owns the ninth largest U.S. cable company, Atlantic Broadband. According to Next TV, the deal would add around 500,000 customers in 11 East Coast states to Altice, which had 3.1 million video subscribers as of this summer. Kojiko also has 800,000 customers in Quebec and Ontario, Canada. Those would be sold to Canadian cable conglomerate, definitely took me a few times to say that one, uh, Rogers Communications. So essentially, Altice would pay $3.7 billion in cash for the 500,000 Atlantic Broadband U.S. subscribers, and Rogers would pay $4.1 billion for the 800,000 Canadian subscribers. And I will be paying nothing because I haven't had cable TV in 10 years. The family-owned Kojiko has yet to respond to the offer. For a social platform biased against Republicans, uh, Facebook is doing a really bad job at it. New York Times tech columnist and avid Facebook trending observer Kevin Roos noted that four of the five top-performing link posts on Facebook yesterday were about Nancy Pelosi getting her hair done. Expanding that out further, 13 of the top 25 were. On the same day that the U.S. president literally told voters to break the law and vote twice. I think we need a new hashtag other than dumpster fire at this point. However, in preparation for election week, Facebook announced that no new political ads will be allowed starting the week before the election. Only existing, already approved ads will be able to run. And any early false claims of victory or lies about vote tallies, uh, well, they won't be taken down, but they will be labeled with a note to uh, go to Reuters for the latest official election information. Yeah, that should solve the problem. And we'll finish out with a feel better man going out to The Rock, who announced on Instagram that he and his family had COVID-19. He said they're all thankfully on the other side of it now, with his two kids having mild symptoms, although he and his wife had a rougher go of it, after contracting it from very close family friends. You can check out the link to his Instagram video in the episode notes, if inclined. In today's programming notes, uh, oh right, Tenet is out. Well, in many U.S. markets. But hey, folks in New York City and L.A., finally a reason to drive to Jersey or San Diego other than a football game or to fist pump on the Jersey Shore or to Comic-Con. Also a heads up, MGM just dropped a brand new trailer for the new Bond movie No Time to Die this morning, which is actually pretty awesome. It includes a plane that drops out of another plane that also turns into a submarine. So you can check out what the hell that is in the link in the episode notes. The trailer also doubles down on a November theatrical release date. Otherwise, it's all about the streaming services, as Peacock uh, Premium, I assume, drops Season 3 of AP Bio, which has 8 episodes, although I'm not sure if they're all being dropped at once. HBO Max has the, uh, well, not-so-well-reviewed sci-fi series Raised by Wolves, with Ridley Scott directing. And Netflix has a movie called Love Guaranteed, with Rachel Lee Cook, Damon Wayans Jr., and Heather Graham, which answers the question, what if an SNL parody sketch of a romantic comedy was uh, actually turned into a movie? All right, that's a little harsh, but uh, that trailer was uh, something. 
But let's finish out with someone who enjoys an emotional heart tug. Ed Sheeran, who became a dad last week with his wife Cherry. Well, she became the mom. Uh, anyway, they welcomed a daughter named Lyra Antarctica Seaborn Sheeran last week. So pretty sure we'll be getting a song about that in 2021. But good luck rhyming Antarctica, Ed. And before you go, please subscribe to the podcast if you do not already. And if you're there on Apple Podcasts, please hit the five-star rating. I mean, the world needs more stars. And follow on the Instagram at the Wake Up Pod, two Ps in there, uh, to get an early look at the headlines from each day's podcast and some daily video coming soon. Have a great day, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. You know hearts don't break around here. Oh, yeah, yeah, every night kiss you, you'll say in my ear Oh, we're in love Aren't we hands in your hair? Fingers and thumbs, baby I feel safe when you're holding me near Love the way that you conquer your fear You know hearts don't break around you Yeah, yeah, yeah You know hearts don't break around you Yeah, yeah, yeah